0: Virus uh, certainly the worst we've seen for several months, uh, particularly in Xinjiang, and also a flare-up uh, in the in the northeast. Could this derail the recovery?
1: Well, I think that in China is because people are not moving around. It's not like uh, this situation is uh, is opposite to what what people see in uh, Europe or the United States, where people can't wait to uh, to get out uh, to go somewhere. Chinese people are pulling back, even though the government says. Uh, it's okay. So I think that uh, because of that, that uh, you're not gonna see a, a huge flare up like uh, what we have seen in Spain or in, uh, in, uh, in, some, in the, some of the states in the United States. And Japan is like that also, Korea is like that also. In East Asia, people kind of tend to pull back when they see risk. But the issue is that uh, the impact on the service sector, the tourism sector, uh, is uh, is is here to stay? So people people are very conservative.
0: So putting everything together, what is your forecast for GDP in the second half of this year on the mainland?
1: Well, I think that China is going to uh, the government is going to report a small growth number from last year. Uh, you know that's that's what the government says. There's nothing we can. Uh, there's nothing I can uh, kind of come up with. Uh, I think that. Uh, Overall, the economy is negatively considering that the exports are not growing much. And the tourism sector is basically shut. Where, where, where does the growth come from? It must be exports. But how much exports have grown, we can see. Because it's not just China's data. We can see the, the, the numbers from other countries, too. And when the global economy is tanking like that, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's just unreasonable to expect exports to grow a lot and uh, pull up the economy. So I think that the economy is uh, still uh, not, not, a, not a foreign uh, uh, uh it's stabilizing, but year on year it's still in the negative territory.
0: Andy, it's always good to talk to you. Thank you very much. That's Shanghai-based independence economist Andy Xi. You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. Final look at the markets for this morning. Uh, trading to the downside uh, in Hong Kong. Looks like the Hang Seng going to open about a third of a percent lower. But Japan's surging ahead. Nikkei 225 up 1.8%. Thank you very much for listening. Do stay tuned for Back Chats with Hugh Chiverton and Mike Rouse. The weather forecast, mainly cloudy, a few showers and sunny intervals during the day with a maximum temperature of about 31 degrees. The showers will ease off gradually with sunny periods in the latter part of this week. It's 27 degrees right now, 96% relative humidity. Coming up to 8.33, here's Samantha Butler with the half-hour news.
2: A constitutional law expert says the chief executive, Carrie Lam, should have avoided postponing next month's LegCo elections for a year as this discredits Hong Kong. U.S.-based Professor Michael Davis told RTHK it was a common tactic of authoritarian regimes to postpone elections and disqualify opposition candidates. Electoral officers have barred 12 pro-democracy figures from running in the elections, including four current lawmakers. Professor Davis dismissed Mrs. Lam's excuse.
3: There's a lot of suspicion that
4: this is more about the risk of losing the election than it is about the pandemic, Singapore, South Korea and many other places have done well. Hong Kong is not a poor, underdeveloped place. It's a very high-tech place. I have no doubt they could have solved this problem. This is one of the common moves. Actually, of authoritarian regimes around the world, they promise elections in the future and then they delay them. This is a a very common tactic and I think one that discredits Hong Kong and
5: one that she should have avoided.
2: Microsoft says it's committed to buying the North American operations of the video sharing app TikTok and wants to complete discussions with its Chinese owners by the middle of next month. It made the announcement following talks with President Trump, who's threatening to ban TikTok in the United States. The app denies accusations that it shares data with the government in Beijing. Microsoft insists it would ensure that users' private information would be kept in the U.S. The Philippines is bringing back strict quarantine measures in the capital, Manila, for two weeks to tackle a leap in coronavirus cases. Here's the BBC's Simon Ponsford. Doctors
4: and nurses in the Philippines had given President Rodrigo Duterte a warning. They said the country was losing the fight against COVID-19 and the health system was on the verge of collapse. In a late-night address, the President told them not to lose hope and said he was listening. He's bringing back tighter controls on movement around the capital. He also says he'll give health workers better benefits and hire about 10,000 more. The Philippines had one of the world's strictest and longest lockdowns, but coronavirus cases have been rising. The country now has the second highest number of infections and deaths in Southeast Asia after Indonesia.
2: You're listening to the news on RTHK. Good
5: morning and welcome to Backchat. I'm Hugh Chewett and your co-host today is Mike Rouse. Mike, good morning to you. Good morning, Hugh. We're talking today about the LegCo elections again now, which are not going to happen for at least a year. On Friday, as expected, the CE announced a postponement in order to protect public safety and public health, as well as to ensure elections are conducted openly and fairly. What are the implications and reasons for the move? Should legislators who were disqualified from standing be allowed in any interim LegCo? Should... Should Hong Kong as a resident on the mainland be allowed to vote? If the opposition is totally outlawed or disenfranchised, what happens next? Let us know your thoughts. You can leave a message on our Facebook page, Backchat and RTHK Radio 3. You can email us, Backchat at RTHK.hk, or you can give us a call. And our number is 233 88266. 233 88266. is the number. Joining us uh, now for the first part of the programme, we have Chun Kin who's Deputy Chief Executive Officer of the Hong Kong Public Opinion Research uh, Institute, and we we hope to be joined soon by Regina, uh, Executive Councillor, Chairwoman of the New People's Party. If you'd like to call, talk to her, then 23388266 uh, is the number. After nine, talking to Icarus Wong from Civil uh, Rights Observer. Um, some uh, emails, Herman. Uh, says uh, on that change of policy by the CE last week, Carrie Lamb is to be commended for admitting her government made a mistake in implementing a lunchtime ban. Unlike 100% of the pandem speakers, Backchat invites who don't admit their mistakes, except, or, except in one or two cases, condemn protest violence and have recently held protests and other COVID-19 super-spreader events. Norman says, uh, dear RTHK, uh, US President Donald Trump has indicated his intention to postpone November's presidential election. Uh, Nathan Law has claimed earlier that if the Hong Kong government postponed LegCo uh, elections for public health reasons, it would be undemocratic. I guess President Trump and Chief Executive Carrie Lam are in the same boat here. Let's see if the EU, UK and Australian authorities would have any backbone and point out to Trump this might be undemocratic. Or do they give Trump full backing to extend his reign? Andy says, on voting, my wife was diagnosed diagnosed with stomach cancer in November 2019. Shortly after that, she voted in the district council elections despite being in considerable pain. She's had an unsuccessful operation and nine three-week cycles of chemotherapy, and her condition has continued to get much worse. A few months ago, she said she was determined to stay alive until the 6th of September to vote in the LegCo elections. Last Friday, she said to me she now has to stay alive until the 5th of September 2021. Big Tony says, One thing that's now very clear, Carrie has openly said she's leaving all election decision-making to China. At last, some honesty as to who is pulling the strings and we can put the myth of two systems to bed. That's focus, focus, focus. And finally, Bowen says, what's precarious about the current spate of disqualifications is that if the five announced criteria apply to the other 21 or more pan-democratic candidates who are said to be still under review, it's doubtful that many of them will qualify. The postponement will presumably also give the authorities time to change the rules of the game, such as facilitating voting by mainland voters living across the border, and the opportunity to usher in the implementation of initiatives which require two-thirds majority support in LegCo. The corollary is that the role played by LegCo in scrutinising government bills and monitoring its policies is set to be severely diminished, if not practically eliminated, in future. With such a major check and balance so dramatically weakened, the pressure will be on the judiciary, not to mention the DOJ, RTHK, other media organisations and various statutory bodies. The professionalism and independence of, such, of key sectors, such as the medical and education sectors, could also be under further siege as a result. That comes from Bowen. Chungkingwa, good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for, for, for joining us. Uh, what are your thoughts? What do you make of that decision to uh, postpone the election?
6: I think it's too early to make that decision because according to some health experts from City of Hong Kong and Hong Kong View, it seems that uh, there, will be, uh, there will be more time for the government to, to design before uh, the end of August because there are quite a lot of jobs Situation in fact leading to the, the development of the of the pandemics. On the other hand, I think that uh, it's a very important decision because, the, according to the basic law, uh, the only source of legitimacy for legislator comes from the election. And we all know that, that the term or legislator is four years. That means uh, no legislator is going to have authorization for society after this year. So I think. Uh, any form of uh, extension of legislation council is without the legitimacy, and they, their decision in the coming year is subject to, to J.R. and other challenges. And oh. so this is a very important factor that, that the that they have to have considered.
4: Good morning, Mr. Chong. The, the chief executive indicated that she had public support for deferring <laughs> the election by a year. Is there any uh, evidence to support that? I, I don't
6: think so. Because uh, she called, uh a poll, but that poll is without, uh, without any information according, uh, information on sampling methods, without any information on the question near this time. But on the contrary, our institute had launched a poll on that, and we find that 55% of respondents say that they want to have the election go. go uh, even the situation is not favourable.
4: Sorry, what was that? The what percentage?
6: there is there, a poll conducted by the institute, and we, we find that thirty-five percent of respondents say that they want the election to go ahead.
5: Thirty-five. Did you say thirty-five? Twenty-one. We're not hearing the number clearly.
6: uh more than fifty. Fifty-five. Fifty-five. 55. Okay. Yes.
5: All right, uh, thank you. Also, also joining us now is uh, Regina Ipp, uh, Executive Councillor and, and Chairwoman of the New People's Party. Mr. good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you very much indeed for for joining us. Um, I, I think some people will will look at the whatever the rights and wrongs of this particular decision. We'll look at this as part of a pattern uh, in which, uh, we, along with the disqualifications, uh, along with uh, with other measures and prosecutions, uh, uh, and so on, uh, it really seeks to remove the opposition to end. Uh, opposition, effective opposition uh, in any form to the administration, to the government in, in, in Hong Kong. Um, what, what, what will happen next if you silence the opposition? Do you think it will go away? Um, I think
7: our system, like other democratic systems, allows opposition so long as they are loyal opposition. That is, they don't seek to undermine the fundamental constitutional system of our, our region or to cause major dysfunction uh, to hold government to ransom. That's disloyal opposition. That is not doing Hong Kong any good.
5: Uh, because uh, we had an email there from from, from Bowen pointing to those, those five criteria that were, that were used to determine whether, some, whether a, a person could stand for the forthcoming election, and they include things like uh, opposing in oppos- imposing in principle um, you know, the introduction of, a, of, the, of the national security legislation uh, and so on, voting down the budget, uh, are, are these the things that, you know, you would think an opposition is allowed to, to, should be allowed legitimately to do? Um,
7: definitely. If you, uh, the, the requirement to pledge support for the basic law and allegiance to the Hong Kong SAR is nothing new in the Legislative Council ordinance for a long time. If you support the basic law, if you support uh, Hong Kong SAR, but of it, course you should you support, can support national the basic, security.
5: Well, you can support the basic law and not support the budget.
7: Uh, depends on your arguments for not supporting the budget. Oh, really? But if the purpose is to force uh, the, the, the resignation of the chief executive to force uh, the downfall of the government, that is different from just voicing um, objective criticisms or objections to the
4: budget. So you have to argue against... Uh, good morning, Regina. You have to argue against the budget on, it, on its merits, not just as a device for, uh, for overthrowing the government.
7: I think the, many of the, the Democrats, the so-called Democrats, they have said publicly they will, even before looking at the budget, you see, You see, they already determined their political position. Even before a budget is tabled, they have said they will veto everything, including a budget, in in effect to force the downfall of the government. Do do you think. That's not subversion, what is it?
5: Okay, and should those people be allowed to stand in any interim legislative council?
7: I don't know where, what the, what format the Interim Legislative Council would take or whether people will be invited to stand again, It'll run for election again. I, I have I... to point out, I have been excluded from the government's uh, um, enactment of the emergency regulations about the 7th Term uh, Legislative Council.
4: All right. Now, I, I, I'm not quite saying, saying this here. Um If you're saying we're extending the term of the existing legislature by a year, so it's going to be five years and the next one will be three years, um, that's one thing. But you can't then take another look at some of the members. You either extend them or you don't extend them.
7: Well, we don't know. I certainly don't know what the uh, ultimate shape of the new... National People's Congress Standing Committee would be. They are meeting on 8th August. I don't know whether there will be a simple extension or other arrangements, but under the national security law, which came into effect on 30th June, Article 7, does require all candidates and people who hold public office again to pledge support for the basic law and allegiance to the Hong Kong SAR.
4: Right. But that's not quite the same thing, is it? Because uh, these people have already done it when they were elected four years ago.
7: Uh, This is a new law. This is a new requirement. I think people who who will hold public office under the new law will be required to uh, make this pledge again. The Secretary for Civil Service has said that New recruits to the civil service will be will be asked to make this pledge, yeah. a statement, sign a document, or make some sort of statement according to the wording of the article, article seven.
5: Mr, can I go back to my, my, my first question? Because I mean, a, a lot of people, including you know, uh, government supporters and government allies, people like Lao Tzu Kai, have said. Uh, it's quite clear that you know Beijing is now uh, acting very very directly uh, in the affairs in the in, in the running of Hong Kong um, and uh, it wants to remove uh, opposition. It wants to strike back against uh, the people that it feels have been trying to you know threaten the country and un- un- undermine the country uh, and that will include moderates so called moderates as well, as well as the radicals and that will include like for example the people who voted in the in the primary uh, and so on. Now, again, if you if, if Beijing does that, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think those people, who you know, by most measures, seem to represent the majority of the or are the majority in Hong Kong? What's going to happen to those people? Will they change their minds, or will they disappear, or what? Uh,
7: I don't think Beijing wants to silence opposition. You know, it just wants to deal with you know, a disloyal opposition. You know, if you want to be part of the legislature, which is a very important organ of power, you need to be someone who supports the basic system and sets out in the basic law as simple as
4: that. If if those members who have been disqualified from running again, if the election were held uh, this September, um, if they're not to be a part of this interim legislature... Presumably, there 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 will have to be by elections. Then, how would well, that how would that go down with the with the coronavirus situation? Since well, the, they
7: could, you know, if they are invited to sign a document pledging their support to the basic law, and they should do so. Well, if they really want to serve Hong Kong, they have a choice.
4: I'm sure they Why will. Why can not they do that? I'm sure they will because mm. they already signed a similar thing once. And they would be ready to sign it again. But the returning, the returning officers this time have said that they're not convinced. that Whether they signed it or not, they don't. Sincere.
7: Then they have to ask themselves, you know, or we should ask ourselves, what have they done in the past? What have they said? What have they done in the past? Do they really sincerely support the basic law?
4: Right. But then if the, if the answer is no, or the returning officers again find no, they're not sincere, those seats remain vacant, or, or what?
7: Well, I don't know. I don't know. I noticed there's a difference between the emergency regulations governing the seven-term uh, legislature made by the government, you know, made by EXCO, C in Council. There is a difference between that and the UK's Coronavirus Act. In the UK Act, it oh, not only delays all elections for a year; it also says no vacancies will be filled within the coming year.
5: Uh, because no
7: by-elections, UK is banning even by-elections.
5: Okay, Ch- Chungking Wa uh, what do you think? Do you agree with Regina? Do you understand that? I, I don't think so because
7: you, just, you know he never agrees with the I'm not surprised.
5: I, I, oh, I know. Well, that's the idea of the program. So <laughs> we have we have opposition here, Reginia. Yeah, Chungking Wa? Yeah.
6: Measuring loyalty and sincerity is always subjective. And the job of the return officers is always subjective and arbitrary exercise of executive power to screen our candidate before we can choose them. So I don't think this is fair. <laughs> Hello? Yes.
7: Well, and, I,
6: and, I, and, I, and, I, and I would think that...
7: Well, they, it's all the decision is for the authority, the relevant authority to make... Is it fair for President Trump to ban TikTok, you know? This is not,
6: uh, this is not
7: about authority. This is an
6: abuse of power. We know that from the basic law, legislator should come from election, and the term is fixed for four years. And no, no legislator could be authorized to exercise the authority of the legislature without, without, without the election process. I don't think anyway. that lo- measuring of loyalty,
7: sincerity, all that thing... If you if you read the basic law, Article One is about supporting uh, national security, territorial integrity, unity of the, 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 of the, 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 the nation. That's the, the basis of, of the, the Hong Kong SAR. You have to read the basic you law in no this. Wait, wait speaking
5: well, carry on. Yes, sorry, finish your thoughts, Virginia.
7: Uh, I I think there is no
6: objective criteria to design. which one is loyal, which one is there. It's only oh. some kind of political. Attributes designed by the government and authority to screen out some people. And this is a deprivation of people's right or political right but to But, Mr. Mr. Chong, incri- in, fair, in fairness, right
4: Mr. Chong, if, if a member of the Legislative Council flies to Washington and urges the American government to take action against China, including Hong Kong, can he be said to be genuinely in support of, of Hong Kong S.A.R.? Of course,
6: if they're against the law, I think we take action by law, but not, not to decline their political rights. But the, without, uh, the action any, according to without, law is
4: to say that they're not eligible to stand.
6: But but, this is, but who is going to decide that? It's only from the authority
7: and some... from some Well, the law says that the returning officer, officer. The that's government. been in the law for umpteen years. It's always the returning the officers. You are questioning the law because it doesn't help the people you support. It's because of your political stance. You are not looking the, at the law objectively. But the law could, could, should not be used arbitrarily because uh, without, without any concept, without any Well, if you, if you process, think it's being I'll, used I'll, arbitrarily, you can, uh, you can apply for judicial review. People have done that and yes. failed of course, I, I think that, that's, the, that's the tactic of the government. By doing
6: that, you are delaying people's exercise of the, the rights, And it, it, we all understand quite well. It takes years for JR to come out with a result. And, and everything is determined. Is and that's the, that's the way the government is doing things.
5: Uh, Regina, what, what are your thoughts on allowing uh, Hong Kongers on the mainland to, uh, to vote, say, in, in, in the next uh, LegCo election? Do you think that should be facilitated? The
7: next LegCo, within the next year, I don't know whether that could be done in time, but we have been advocating that for a long time. We have received a lot of complaints from Hong Kongers, associations in Beijing, in Shanghai, in Guangdong, pressing for the opportunity to vote on the mainland rather than coming back. People have been telling me, a lot of countries, you know, Singapore allow their people to vote in Hong Kong, Australians Mm. do, Americans do, So why can't they be allowed in Guangzhou office?
4: Would that apply also then to the many Hong Kong people in Toronto and Vancouver and Sydney? Why not
7: in due course? I have no objection to that. Logistically, that would be more challenging, but I don't see why not.
5: Well, As it stands, the law says they have to be ordinarily resident.
7: At the time of their, I think, you know, ordinary residence is not defined in, in these statutes. It's a common law concept. There's a lot of common law jurisprudence on it. A person can be ordinarily resident in two places. I can cite you many authorities on that. But uh No problem. I don't see any problem. A lot of these Hong
4: Kongers have two homes. Yes, and sometimes people are posted somewhere for yes. two or three years, even though they're ordinarily resident in Hong Kong. Oh, I, I, I understand that. Kong.
5: Yes, and, yeah. and, and how, for example, would 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 material, uh, uh, election material from, say, uh, Democrats, would that be allowed to be distributed in the mainland?
7: They can be... Um I don't know. All these would have been worked out, you know, but I'm sure it can be overcome. And counting of votes can be supervised by professionals, accounting firms, notaries, publics, you know, independent persons.
5: Uh, Okay. Uh, so uh, Richard in an email says, I'm going to England. I'm very pro-government. Can you set up a polling station for me too? Uh, And S says, didn't the CE also believe that the majority of Hong Kong people supported the closing of restaurants last week until the reality came about? Uh, Is she uh, in touch? And um, a comment from... This is from Matthew. Uh, who says Hong Kong's legislative system was always designed so the CCP could control it, allowing only a symbolic minority opposition. An authoritarian dictatorship would allow nothing else. However, for years, we've deceived ourselves that they would. After it became clear in the last few weeks there was a weakness in the system that would allow those people who genuinely represent the the views of Hong Kong people to control LegCo, the CCP has lashed out in a series of extreme moves which have clearly and quickly shown both Hong Kong people and the world the true nature of the CCP under Xi Jinping. Um, Regina, can, can I go back to this, this point? The, all, the, the, the polls and, and every kind of election that we've had basically suggest that the pro-democracy camp uh, is in the majority. It is, is, reflects the views of most people in Hong Kong or more people, the majority of people uh, in in Hong Kong. Uh, once again, if you're calling them disloyal or whatever you're doing, them, if you're disenfranchising them, What's going to happen? What, if, if, you, if you don't allow these views to be expressed, what do you imagine will be the consequences?
7: I think it is a pity that they have betrayed the trust that people
5: have bestowed. I, I know, that's not the question. You, I, know, have, I know you don't, you, their, you don't agree with them. You don't agree with them. You, look
7: at their behaviour. Yeah, look at their behaviour. Yeah, yeah, Electrical, yeah. yeah. That, so
5: I know, I know, now. I know, I know. That's not the point. The point is that, they, that the still every poll and every election suggests that they represent the majority of the people in Hong Kong. <laughs> uh, what are you going to do about that? That's the problem. That's the real problem.
7: Um, I don't have an instant answer. That is a really, um, you know, a vexing problem, you know. I think the government should need to think hard about that, you know. How do, how would the government and the co-government parties, how could they really win back hearts and minds? That is a very hard
4: question.
5: Surely because, because shutting them up, you would think we'd achieve the opposite. That would just make it worse.
7: Um... As I, as I said, I don't have an instant answer to that, you know. Engagement. But, uh,
4: sure, it's got to be engagement. In the
7: short term. But in the short term, I think we need to restore order uh, in LegCo and make sure it functions again. It has become highly dysfunctional.
5: Yeah, I, I mean, and your society as a whole, you know, you're, you're clamping down on education, you're clamping down on the media, you know you're clamping down on 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 all kinds of areas and what do
7: you mean by clamping down on education well because you're
5: re-educating teachers you're removing books from school libraries you're removing books from public libraries no, no, i mean no, i can no, go no, on no. there's all We're these there's all these things that are going on library. i mean they're all they're all as laos Kai says, they're all library. aspects of of beijing wanting to assert there, its authority more strongly and well, more directly in in hong kong the question is and the only country question country. really is what happens next
7: there's a lot of problem with the local education system that's why middle class parents who can afford it are sending the children to direct subsidy schools or international schools to avoid the local curriculum you know and to avoid the uh, politicization of the schools by some local teachers not all of them there are a lot of problems you know the government has been very generous in providing funding to the to education, but the outcomes are really quite uh, unsatisfactory, even in terms of academic standards. Ask any employer, standards in English, Chinese, Putonghua has come down.
5: And so, and more national education is the answer to that, is it?
7: No, no, no. I never pushed for a stand-alone subject on national education. But I think we ought to know more about our country objectively. Study of Chinese history, Chinese culture is very important. I went to a Church of England school in the colonial era. And even in in that sort of school, I was given very good... Uh, education okay. in
5: Chinese culture. We are out of time. Sorry about that. Virginia, thank you very much indeed for joining us. in uh, 27 degrees now, humidity 95%. Back in three minutes' time.
7: To and from low Earth orbit and on to the moon and then ultimately on to Mars. So today is a great day. We should celebrate what we all accomplished here today, bringing Bob and Doug back. But we should also think about this as a springboard.
2: You're listening to the news on RTHK.
5: Welcome back. This is Back Chat on uh, Monday morning with Mike Rouse and me, Hugh Chiverton. We're talking about the uh, election, uh, with the uh, decision uh, made on Friday to postpone it until uh, September. Uh, in 2021, we're talking about the uh, implications, how that might work. Uh, we were talking in the first part of the programme to Regina Yip, Executive Councillor, and uh, to uh, Chun Kim Wah from the Hong Kong Public Opinion Research Institute. We're joined now between now and 9.30 by Icarus Wong, who's a member of Civil Rights Observer. Uh, if you want to comment, then uh, pick up the phone. You can join in, two three three eight eight two six six, 88266 Or you can leave a message on our Facebook page. That's Backchat and RTHK Radio 3. Or you can email us. Backchat at rthk.hk uh, is our uh, uh, address. Um... Are some thoughts on the issue of uh, voting? I think we'll put the COVID. We'll maybe save the COVID comments until tomorrow. Um, we'll see how that goes. Though Frank says voting in Singapore and Australia is compulsory. Remote voting has to be in place in Hong Kong. Voting uh, is not compulsory. Uh, Martin says, uh should remember that the concept of a loyal opposition was introduced in 1826 during a British parliamentary debate. Also remember that the concept is a constituent of a parliamentary democracy. No serious student of politics can suggest that Hong Kong has a parliamentary democracy. What a laugh. What we have is the encroachment of the basic law by an arbitrary and authoritarian regime with no popular mandate. That comes uh, from Martin And uh, on Facebook, TC says – let's see if I can bring up all the uh, messages – Okay, Uh, TC says uh, in regards to disqualification the non-establishments can simply go to the proverbial pan Z and send uh, universally unknown candidates with no prior history of social movements or fingerprints on social media and on Regina Yip's comments TC says first loyalty to the state and party or the person in power is different. Calling for the resignation of Carrie Lam has no relations with loyalty to the Hong Kong basic law. Two Regina Yip cited British legislation delay any elections due to COVID, it should be now noted that all members of the House of Commons who proposed the legislation are elected. Uh, Kishore says it would help if the government allowed for postal ballots. That's something we also uh, discussed. And uh, TC says the biggest question about the new arrangement is whether by extending this term of LegCo and by extension any action taken by this body constitutional. Is it constitutional just because the MPCSC says so without any legal basis? Fast forward 12 months from now, if the COVID pandemic still hasn't slowed down, or more importantly for the government, public support for the non-establishment hasn't decreased, is the election going to be continually postponed? Uh, If this is a political concern, then why doesn't the government appoint a provisional LegCo and give it an indefinite term? Term, just like the ROC National Assembly where the body's first term was from 1948 to 91 there's too many logical issues that the government has no explanation for uh, Barbara says just want to listen to it quietly uh, Paul says we quote we have opposition here on the programme regime it well said Hugh we all hope and pray it stays that way Adam says, your guest just summed it up all up in one phrase, disloyal opposition. What does this mean? Uh, is all opposition disloyal? Uh, that's from uh, Adam. If you want to join in, uh, best bet, give us a call, two three three eight eight two six six. okay joining us now
4: live is Icarus Wong, a Civil Rights Observer member. Good morning. Good morning. What's your view of this postponement of the election by 12 months? Uh, the
3: right, Obviously, the right to vote and... Uh... The right to uh, stand for election is a uh, vital uh, constitutional right, and uh, <clears throat> the postponement of uh, this uh, legislative council elections uh, is a serious damage uh, to this uh, constitutional right, and uh, and so uh, we we it should be uh, the last resort uh, when the government they, they try to cancel. Uh, the uh, Legislative Council election. uh, You're not impressed
4: by the argument about the epidemic? The the pandemic?
3: Uh, Public health is one of the uh, justifications, but uh, it's a question whether the government, they they have uh, other means to make the uh, election uh, continue. And uh, we can see that uh, the government, they use uh, the emergency regulation ordinance to uh, postpone uh, the whole council election. But uh, I, I wonder, I question, why the government they cannot uh, use uh, this uh, ordinance to uh, modify the election force and also uh, to provide uh, other ways for, for the election to, to uh, continue, for example, to uh, extend the voting period uh, from one day to three days or four days? And also, uh, I remember that uh, Carrie Lam uh, mentioned that uh, uh, our, our uh, television, the mass media is not allowed uh, to provide airtime for candidates uh, to present uh, their election platform. Uh, I wonder why why they, uh, Carrie Lam cannot uh, use uh, the emergency regulation ordinance to change this uh, rules. Uh, for these uh, exceptional uh, circumstances, to allow uh, different candidates to present their uh, election platforms on TV and and on other uh, mass media, so uh, we can con- we can let the uh, enable the candidates to to win the elections, and also uh, the Hong Kong people uh, got the chance to vote. But uh, what the government is doing? They cancel the whole uh, legislative council election, and we all see that uh, there has been a very serious confrontation between the Hong Kong people and the government and the society is so divided. We have the urgency to have an election to to reconcile the the society. So so the view and the preference of the society and the election is a very important means uh, for this purpose. And also the government, they should take account of this election result uh, to to adjust uh, their policy, to adjust their way of governance. But the government, they uh, choose not to, and uh, they choose to cancel their whole uh, legislative council. So that makes Hong Kong people have a question whether uh, our constitutional rights is still guaranteed. Under, but, uh, I mean,
5: there's, there's, there's the health aspect, which we could get, we could return to. But there's also the very real prospect that a, that a lot of people, and perhaps older people in particular, would just be too worried to, to to go out and vote. I mean that you know you're not they're barely allowed on the streets or certainly discouraged from going out in the streets at all. Uh, let alone to join you know the millions who would be who would be out voting, um, and, and so you can't have a fair election. And just in in the interest of justice, we we can't have the election now.
3: That's why I I, I said uh, the government they can consider to extend their voting period, so uh, we can. Uh, minimize are uh, the people they gather at the uh, at the police stations and also just give a uh, sufficient time for for uh, for everyone to, to
4: vote so what you're saying and is you think that had they made the proper arrangements voting over three or four days if they had supervising the queue of voters and maintaining uh, distance and so on an election yes. could have been held safely.
3: Certainly, this is, is a possible uh, way to to uh, minimize the risk, and uh, we can see that. And also, uh, we we I think uh, we have to realize that uh, this pandemic uh, will not uh, end uh, in a very short period of time. So uh, we we have to deal with it. We right. have to uh, yeah implement a different measure to to minimize the risk instead of to cancel our constitutional if it, rights.
4: If it is going to be postponed for a year, would you feel? happier if all of the serving members were rolled forward for that 12 months would that be at least better than than disqualifying some of them
3: uh, i think uh if uh once uh, if, if uh, the, the the election uh, have to uh, postponed for years uh, the legislative council should uh, remain the full capacity as a will to uh, monitor to, scru- to scrutinize uh, the the governance uh, of uh, hong kong uh, to scrutinise uh, the, the hong kong uh, government instead of uh, to appoint uh, only parts of the members to to form a uh, uh, temporary uh, legal uh, and uh, and also limit uh, this uh, mandate and power to uh, to scrutinize uh, the bills and also uh government uh, affairs
5: uh, what about the argument that things like um, yeah, uh, changing the arrangements for for voting, extending the period, um, even um, yeah, allowing um, you know election uh, broadcasts uh, and so on, and getting a lot of the campaigning uh, online or on air and, and things like this, removing it from the streets uh, and so on? Um, these are all things which are uh, you know. There's an argument for them, but there's no way we can do that in the f- few weeks we've got before September the 6th. These are long-term things, and maybe then we can take the opportunity now to kind of modernise our election system and include uh, online voting or postal voting and, and, and things like this. But we can't do that uh, before September the 6th. There's no way.
3: Uh, I, I don't think so, because there's lots of fundamentally uh, change uh, the the... Uh, the way how how the people vote, we just uh, extend uh, the voting period uh, for people who have more time to to vote, and and also uh, to minimise uh, the numbers of people they uh, have to gather uh, at the polling stations, and also uh, uh, and other ways, uh, and also uh, to provide airtime for for candidates to present uh, their election platforms uh, in television we, we already have. Uh, Similar uh, arrangement, uh, we we have uh, the uh, debate forum uh, on TV, on uh, radio, on uh, uh, newspaper, online media. But uh, now it's just uh, the government they are uh, to impose uh, some regulations to to compulsory uh, the television they have to provide certain uh, airtime for for the candidate to to present uh, their election platform. So uh, I think. It's not ideal, but it still uh enable our citizens to exercise their, their constitutional rights to exercise oh. their right to vote. I think is more important.
4: What did you and, make of the uh, disqualifications?
3: Uh, I I don't see uh the government they they should uh disqualify uh, the government they they shouldn't uh disqualify uh, any candidates uh everyone should have the right to to vote and have the right uh to stand for uh elections and uh whether or, and, or not uh, they support uh, the basic uh, law
5: do you think it's a reasonable requirement or do you think it's a you no know, it's a, under law they now have to support the basic law
3: yeah i, I think uh, every every uh every candidate they have uh they have make uh, a statutory uh declaration that uh, they they will comply uh with the basic law and we have seen that the reasoning of uh, the returning officers, how they decide the case, is quite uh, arbitrary.
4: But some of them have advocated things directly contrary to the basic law. For, for example, Article 1, which says that the Hong Kong special administrative region is an inalienable part of the People's Republic of China. You don't have to read the other 159 yeah. articles. Article 1 and yet there are some candidates who say that we should have a referendum that, that yeah. Hong Kong should have self-determination should and independent that that's not in compliance with the basic law but is I it
3: think, uh, under, uh, i think under uh, i think the candidates uh, they uh, have replied that uh, they have uh, give up uh, these uh, ideas they they are no longer uh, support uh, the uh, independency of Hong Kong etc I, what I want to point out is uh, the right to stand for our uh, election is uh, also a constitutional right. Yes. And this should not be only de- de- determined or decided by return of office. At least this should be determined by determined, uh, by, by the court. Now,
4: if, if someone's it's been advocating right go... something for five or six years and then says a few hours before the deadline for registering as a candidate, oh, well, I've changed my mind... It, aren't you entitled to be a little bit doubtful about the sincerity of that change of mind?
3: But it doesn't mean uh, but it doesn't justify uh by uh, that uh important rights can be uh cancelled, can be uh disqualified by by returning office instead of uh by by the ju- uh, judiciary. If you we want to uh limit or to cancel an uh, important rights, I think at least you have to they uh, have to uh, be done by, by the court so it has and, to be a uh, special not, uh, a special court? court
4: because the court would have to act very quickly wouldn't it
3: well that uh, that's uh, the government they have to uh, out, uh the uh solution to um to so that uh, the uh decision is fair and and also uh, uh make the Hong Kong people have the confidence uh, in this you uh, can- that of, i think uh, but the problems nowadays is uh, the people they don't think uh, is doing in you know, a just and uh, fair way, and uh, and people they are uh, concerned that uh, it may uh, involve uh, a lot of uh, political uh, considerations.
5: Well, just going back to the to the health thing, I mean, we are kind of at the height of. Uh, it's never been so bad in 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 hong kong as as it is now worse than it was earlier in the year um uh, and uh, we, you know we were talking about four weeks before the election uh, and there are restrictions severe restrictions on on crowds for example you can't have more than two people there's just no practical way that you can run an election under conditions like that with no more than two people, uh, you know, gathering uh, on the streets. This is really not the time. Uh, whatever, and whatever your political objections to to other things that the government has done, on on this, um, there's pretty good argument surely for for the postponement—a pretty pretty clear uh, public health danger.
3: But uh, when we consider what we compare with. Uh the situation in Hong Kong and other countries. Uh, the situation in Hong Kong is not that worse. We we have we, we have to uh, be cautious. We we have to uh, worry. Uh, we have to have a better uh, management. But uh, when we compare the fact that uh, what is happening in uh, in the UK or in uh, in the Europe or in in uh, the United States, the situation in Hong Kong is not that bad. So uh, I I agree, right? well why. Well, yeah, isn't that
5: because we've been more, we've been more careful and cautious and more thorough than those other places, and we want to keep that up.
3: And also, uh, and also, uh, we our people, they are yeah, they are more uh, cautious. They 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 do a lot of precautions, measures to wear masks, uh, to keep the social distance, and uh, that's why we also. Are capable to to uh continue uh have have the yeah uh uh have to, to uh continue the election for the people to vote and i think uh the democrats uh they won the primaries is so a uh, very uh, good uh uh example that uh how to uh manage uh, the polling stations how to uh, avoid uh uh uh, the spread of, of the virus, uh, but you also at September, you, you can vote. There's lots of mutually exclusive. if If this pandemic uh, continues until next year, whether we we, we still uh, continue to uh, again to, to postpone the legislative council elections, we, we have to face this. we have to deal with this. It. is uh, how to use our knowledge, how to use our resources to minimize the risk. Instead of to cancel the election, it's our constitutional right.
5: Okay, Alan, in an email, says, if the existing legislators are excluded from the extended term of government, it removes any shred of legitimacy. You asked about having mail-in votes. In other countries, I support mail-in votes. Not in Hong Kong. If elections are ever allowed again, we know that residents of the mainland will not dare to vote other than DAB. Their votes will be vetted, or people will fear they will be. Regina talked about if people sincerely support the basic law. This is literally Orwell's thought crime. Regina talking about restoring order. The trains were already running on time before Carrie's reign. The heavier the hand of the CCP on Hong Kong, the less order there will be. They've excluded even the most moderate of opposition. That only strengthens the resolve of the more extreme opposition. Before, Hong Kong has just disliked Beijing. Now a whole generation hates them. That comes from uh, Alan. Uh, S says, stop being a masochist and keep Regina off the air, please, Hugh. Uh, AM says, I'm a principal of an international school. Uh, I have seen a big surge of local parents being interested in our school over the past 12 months as they want their child to be able to freely express themselves and develop critical thinking skills. The pro-establishment government's review of local schools will only drive local families towards international schools. Bowen says, Dear Backchat, as I pointed out in a previous email, Articles 50 to 53 of the Basic Law provide in detail for the situation where LegCo refuses to pass a budget or an important government bill, actually giving the CE the power to dissolve LegCo After which, if the newly elected LegCo refuses to pass the bill or budget again, the CE will be obligated to resign. The point is that if LegCo refuses to pass a major bill and it is dissolved, the electorate can choose not to re-elect those whose refusal to pass the bill is not approved of by the electorate. That is the design of our mini-constitution. Regina's point about not allowing candidates even to stand for an LegCo election just because they may reject a bill in future for whatever reason runs contrary to that design, which is to give the electorate a say over who they want to represent them in the legislature. That comes from Bowen. I'm, for once, I'm not sure I agree with Bowen. I don't Why not?
4: normally go along. Well, it's a case of certain people, and I don't need to name them, but they've published a ten-point plan and saying they're not going to look at any bill on its merits, they're just going to reject all of them. That is rather different from looking at a budget and saying, we think more help should be given to the poor, we think taxes for the rich should go up, companies should maybe kick in a bit more. Uh, we have di- d- disagreements with the content of the budget. They're not saying that. They're saying we're not going to approve anything the government proposes until, so we can force them out. That's a different line of argument. It means that you couldn't, for example... Even something like extending maternity leave. No, we, we like it, but we're not going to vote. We're going to vote against it. Uh, it would benefit people. We're not going to have it because we want to force the government out. I, I don't think that's what those clauses of the basic law were designed to provide for. That is where you have a genuine disagreement on a major bill.
5: I guess a lawyer... Like, like Bowen, might say, might say, well, you don't know what they were provided for. They're just... They're just uh... Interesting there are other
4: legal points of view on this.
5: Yeah, that, that uh, I mean, that just the law says this, this is, there is a mechanism and it acknowledges that, that this can happen. It doesn't say why it might happen, but it doesn't have to say why it might happen.
4: Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm a columnist. <laughs> because that gives me more to write about.
5: Uh, uh, I- Icarus Wong. Uh, yeah. do you, I mean, you know, frankly, some people have said we're not going to have any more elections in Hong Kong. This is kind of the last straw. One way or another, uh, we're done with free uh, elections in Hong Kong. Do you agree? Uh,
3: I I hope uh, we still can uh, have uh, a proper. Fair and transparent uh, elections uh, next years, uh, because uh, the government they already make the decision to cancel the, the elections, and I hope uh, they will fulfill uh, their, their promise that uh, an election will be held we uh, will, be, will be have uh, in, in uh, next years. And also, I think uh, the government they have to deal with uh, the problems of uh, all this cover, this, cover, uh, this uh, qualification of our uh, candidates and uh, the current uh, mechanism is uh, not credible and people uh, think that uh, the government have a political uh, purpose uh, f- for this. And, uh, so you it, don't think, uh, you I don't think, it, think
4: the I, returning officers can be left to do that job? You think it's got to go to the courts?
3: I, I think uh, the government, they have to study how to make a, uh, how, how to uh, improve the mechanism. Uh, and you can see that uh, in the past. The government they disqualified, I think, a few candidates, and turns out the court uh, they they make the uh, election petition to the uh, right. at the court, and uh, all of them uh, uh, they, they won the case. And uh, but that took the, two the court, years, uh, didn't it?
4: That yeah. took two years. So we've got to have a system where the high court, the court of appeal, and the court of final appeal can all give a verdict in what within a week or two weeks. Otherwise, I, otherwise, it, it, you haven't solved the problem.
3: Yes, exactly. And uh, you can see that in all this case, uh, the court decided that uh, the government is uh, wrongfully uh, disqualified as uh, a candidate. So uh, the government, have to, they, they don't have to bear any consequence by wrongfully uh, disqualified candidates. So that's why I said this mechanism is not work. Uh, the government, they have to solve it, have to improve it. If they sorry, if they think uh they they have to uh be a gatekeeper, then you have to be a proper gatekeeper that, and also you have to comply with the law. But laws are abusing uh your your power to to uh disqualify uh candidates, and also it creates so many uh political consequences and creates a lot of uncertainty. Can you imagine, uh, that, uh, that, uh, you running for elections and, and that, uh, one day, uh, after maybe, for example, after two years or three years and, uh, suddenly you receive a notice from, from the court that, uh, you are unduly, uh, elected because, uh, the, the government did something wrong, uh, when, uh, they are considering, uh, the candidacy of, of the candidate and then you, you lose, uh, your, your office. It's lot it's also not fair to, to, uh, to the candidates who who, who uh, won the election, who get the, the public office, and also it creates a lot of uh, uncertainty uh, uh, of uh, the Legislative Council and also the political environment in Hong Kong.
5: What, what about the idea of broadening the franchise and uh, allowing voting from uh, Hong Kongers uh, in the mainland and um, in other parts of the world, in Australia and Canada and UK and America and so on?
3: Uh, I think the government they have to show uh there is a credible uh, procedure to to avoid uh any uh, fraud or, or any manipulation of uh, of the elections. And uh these are uh, entirely new things are. so uh the government they should uh conduct uh, public consultations to our uh, gather, our public views, uh, and and have uh emphasized the proper discussion on this uh, instead of uh strictly uh implement uh, this measure, you create uh an other uh, controversy. You think
4: normally resident is a reasonable criterion, isn't it? Uh,
3: I think it's also uh, that citizens they have to uh, always uh, stay in Hong Kong. Requirements that are uh, uh, you are entitled to to vote you if you are a citizen uh, of Hong Kong but you are not always stay here uh, I think that the law uh, yeah he, he, he may not have, have the right uh, to vote under the law
5: okay well uh, Icarus Wong many thanks for joining us this morning uh, a member of uh, Civil Rights uh, Observer. Thank you very much indeed for, for, for joining us this morning. Thank you to uh, everybody who uh, emailed and contributed to the discussion tomorrow morning, uh, this morning. I think we're going to be turning to uh, COVID uh, tomorrow as a theme with the latest developments there and the uh, fight uh, in Hong Kong. Uh, Mike, in the meantime, any thanks to it was you.
4: good to have an Exco member, wasn't it?
5: It was, yeah. yeah and Arguing. I mean, we don't, whether we
4: agree with them or not, it's good to hear it.
5: Loyally, yes the weather it's going to be mainly cloudy today and a few showers sunny intervals during the day temperatures up to about 31 degrees there will still be showers and thunderstorms in the next couple of days the showers easing off gradually with sunny periods in the latter part of this week 27 degrees at the moment and the relative humidity is at 94 percent to prevent the spread of covid19 try flexible working hours and staggered meal breaks wear a mask on public transport avoid crowded lifts. Try not to hold large meetings and reduce face-to-face
8: contact with colleagues. Avoid meal gatherings. Stay away from crowds after
4: work. Wash hands frequently and keep the workplace clean. If you feel
5: unwell, stay away from work and see your doctor. Visit coronavirus.gov.hk for details. 931, the news now with Samantha Butler.
2: A constitutional law expert says the chief executive Carrie Lam should have avoided postponing next month's LegCo elections for a year, as this discredits Hong Kong. U.S.-based Professor Michael Davis told RTHK it was a common tactic of authoritarian regimes to postpone elections and disqualify opposition candidates. The Philippines is bringing back strict quarantine measures in the capital Manila from tomorrow for two weeks to tackle a leap in coronavirus cases. It follows a warning from doctors and nurses that the country's health system could collapse. And Microsoft says it's committed to buying the North American operations of the video sharing app TikTok and wants to complete discussions with its Chinese owners by the middle of next month. Microsoft insists it would ensure that users' private information would be kept in the U.S., I'll have more news at ten o'clock. It's time right now on Radio Three to say good morning to Phil Wheelan and his guests on the Morning Brew. Hello, hello, Phil. How are
8: you? Not too bad at all. Good morning, up, Hello.
4: You never Facebook chat with me,
8: Phil. Good morning. It's got the Tom and Jerry type violence. It's a great experience if you just want to get a bit of zin. On
2: your radio and live online. This is the Morning Brew. Good morning. <laughs>
8: Good morning to you. Welcome to a brand new week. It's the Morning Brew. I'm Phil Whelan. So off we go at 10.10 for another week on the programme. Robbie McRobbie is going to give you his weekly rugby news. 10.30 plus best-selling author and New York correspondent, of course, Tracy Kwan, returns with more life and books all the way from the Big Apple. Moving on a handful of years now, and uh, on and off, we've welcomed the Park Island Pilgrim, that's what I call him anyway, Steve Hackman, to Morning Brew. When he's reported in from various stages of some of the world's great ancient trails, such as the Via Francigena, which is a mere 1,700 kilometres, I think. Anyway, his audio reports and videos were fascinating, and in a logical progression, Steve's done a book. We're going to find out all about that at 11.40. After 12, we're going to catch up with our man in Switzerland. Neil Runciman joins us live from Lucerne on air and, of course, on Facebook Live. Let's get into it, Mr. Day, Queen of the Minstrels. It's Radio 3.